Welcome back to The Stack. This week we speak with Anthony Arroyo, better known on the network as Poldek Tonteg. Formerly at Toulon, Anthony left his work there to find himself in the deserts of the southwestern U.S., where he had a peyote vision of himself as a steep-sided gully formed by the action of fast-flowing water. And that is why he is called Anthony Arroyo. Anthony is now HMFIC at the Combine, an Urbit Foundation initiative to invest in teams who want to build businesses on Urbit. In the following episode, Andy and I will offer a masterclass in pitching a podcast. As usual, the stack is pitch perfect, baby. But first, let's do the news. Item one of Urbit News. Wait. I appear not to have any urbit news. Very well, I'll just read the card I have in front of me. It was this month, February 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 1758, that Jonathan Edwards received a smallpox vaccination that would kill him two weeks later. Huh. Well, this is not thinly veiled political commentary. This is a fact that was placed in my inbox by our intern Gregory, who apparently does not understand the mandate for timely urbit news. In any event, Gregory, our style guide at the stack directs us to the term variolation for usage in articles referencing 18th century medical practices because it sounds cooler. And if someone dies from it, we say he went to the variol land of Oz. Okay, what's on card number two? It just says the word Donbass in quotation marks and then remember to Wikipedia before the show. Gregory... Was there nothing else on here? What am I supposed to do with this? You're making me look like an amateur. I've sent Gregory for coffee. He makes it in his apartment downstairs, so I like to say I get my coffee from Greg's. That's a dad joke for our British listeners who, I'm reliably told, rarely have fathers of their own. Like the English language and football, dad jokes were perfected in America. But speaking of the British... This week also marks the birth, in 1633, of diarist Samuel Pepys. A favored anecdote about Pepys was the episode of his cheese during the Great London Fire of 1666. Pepys was woken by his servant on September 2nd of that year, and realizing that his house was directly in the line of the fire, he borrowed a cart, as he said, to carry away all my money and plate and best things. Later that evening, he enlisted the help of his friend Sir William Penn to dig another hole and put our wine in it, and I, my Parmesan cheese, as well as my wine and some other things. If you think this is an odd affectation, you must know how valuable Parmesan cheese was, especially in the 17th century. The same is true today, so much so that Credito Emiliano in the Emilia-Romana region of northern Italy has taken Parmesan cheese as collateral for loans since 1953. The farmers cut operating costs as their cheese ages, and the bank gets a keen insight into the risky business of cheesemaking. So there you go. I've shown you a little bit of the world of Mr. Peeps, and everyone loves a good Peeps show. Now we go to our discussion with Anthony Arroyo. 
We pick up with Anthony discussing that one pitfall of fatherhood, the Disney movie on repeat. The funny, the funny thing is, is I th- they kind of like try to hit every one of those groups in in the movie, like in Encanto. I mean, this is the thing. Disney has not prepared for the sort of Byzantine quagmire that they've stepped into, right? It's sort of like totally. they're like, oh, you know, because. You can imagine some like executives like, oh, let's make a a movie for the Latino community. Right. It's like, dude, but, but this is, this is, is the, the, like, the one the one nice thing about the gratuitously um, sort of uh, I don't know what word to use for it, but I mean, kind of like um, generic Hispanic movies is they don't have the gratuitous Chinese stuff. In it. Like those are the only movies that they don't try to throw in. Oh, that they don't like, try to like cynical Chinese the... stuff. A- exactly, exactly. Um, and Speaking of which, I, I've been watching Kung Fu yeah. Panda basically every day because I have a four year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is might be a perfect movie. I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm more juiced to come. I mean, this is sad. I'm, I'm a bore. I'm, I'm just going to say I'm a bore. But B O O R is like. <laughs> Not the other spellings. It's like it convinced me. I'm like, I'll go to China. Kung Fu Panda? Yep. Fuck yeah. Like I'll I am I am convinced. So something it worked. I don't know who funded that, but I'm just, I don't the, I, the Chinese I think, people um, like, they did Yeah, oh, so go ahead. I was gonna say that the Chinese people, um there there was a big to do about the Kung Fu Panda in China because it actually sort of put them back all you know made them say how is it possible that Westerners can do a better job of portraying our uh, culture in a movie? This is really? true. Like, yeah, you would see that all over, yeah. all over. Stole the thunder. Uh, yeah, that just, it was. I just thought it was. It was localized. Yeah, like um, yeah, that's the, right. the when when they when because when did that come out? It was like two thousand nine or something like that. But and I, I was in yeah, China the next summer and like the the way that it was localized there i whoever the bad guy is if it's a dragon or something i don't even think i've seen that first one but Tai like, long the a white yeah yeah, yeah, white, yeah. oh my uh, god listen to this tiger guy. or something so, so yeah, I, I watched it like 8 hours ago but they 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 like they gave him a they gave him like an obviously japanese name in the localization so it's wow. like that's just wow like, yes like that's the <laughs> the secret sauce like um because yeah the, the, yeah um in in china like the, you have the summer blockbuster movies because the way that it's set up is there's there's a um and this is common in in east asia but and actually in a lot of countries that want to protect themselves from like britney spears and coca-cola and whatever but they have yeah. a quote on the number of movies that can like come in and so you've got to kind of make it Genius. right you know and that's why dune has some guy speaking chinese and you know any other sort of thing. interesting like, i didn't wow yeah. hey that's amazing I didn't- but like you're always competing against um like the summer blockbuster of like how bad the japanese are uh and so like and and uh, or yeah or or something about like the biography of the party and that's usually revolving around how bad the japanese are and so like <laughs> yeah. the, so the the year i think it was actually kung fu panda 2 when that came out like um the, like they 
the cinemas figured out like what you can do is you can sell a ticket to the like Chinese propaganda movie and then tell people they can act, you know, like people want to go to see Kung Fu Panda 2 and you're restricted on the number of showings you can have of it. So you just pretend like you're showing the other one and sell the ticket for that. And then they go and see, wow. see the, the, um, the one that they want. So it's, um, it's just, I think they've kind of figured it out. There was a major breakthrough though, um, in the last couple of years, which is one, I noticed there was some like really shitty looking movie the silk road which was like matt damon is like a bat or maybe he's like a good guy but it's like it's like the chinese amazing a chinese against the romans and so that's a shift Uh right because it's like we're not kind of making this just about the japanese and then this year they finally they finally did it and i haven't seen it i hear it's kind of like not good but it's a finally a movie about the war to resist America and aid Korea, which we know as the Korean War, which was not fought against Korea. Of course, it was fought against China. And yeah. um, they're they're finally making like the bad guys or the wow. Americans movies as like the big major blockbusters. So I love it. I love it. It's well, amazing. That, I do. I do like... still live, Anthony. I, I still live here. So <laughs> for now, <laughs> I'm I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, well, they, well, I mean, once they decide, I mean, it'd be interesting to see when they make the animal version, because that's always the best. It's the purest archetypal thing, right? Because you're sort of like, you don't have to be like cagey. It's like, this guy's a pig. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, even in Kung Fu Panda, it's amazing because you're just like the guy. I'm, I'm, dude, I could talk about this for a long time. So I'm like, the, the archetypes of Kung Fu Panda, right? You have the white, the snow snow leopard, I guess, is the is the um, uh, villain, and snow leopard, right? Interesting, kind of like um, uh, a Mongolian uh, Tibetan thing. It's not like it's like sort of like a, from my understanding, I don't know that much about China, but it's like it's not like a straight up like you know fucking normal. It, it's like a little bit because I know like in, in Tibet they use they swap out the snow leopard for the tiger i think in like their astrological system and shit so it could even be that that's like a re- i mean the reference of it being like not a central you know sort of canon chinese thing is kind of interesting but and also the valley like the people that these like kung fu guys are are protecting are all pigs and rabbits right these sort of like bova you know these sort of like um i don't know i mean i'm sure there's like some deep meaning behind these different like uh animals and what they represent to the Chinese and stuff like that. But I, I mean, it's like, Lunch? it's fucking great. So I'm interested to know what, <laughs> well, that's exact. I mean, that's it. Zootopia, of course, took this to the whole nother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We I mean, can't that, do that's it like, that's like Steve Seiler made a movie or something like that. I mean, <laughs> sure. So you're in, we are where we are. You're in a non-coastal area and you're focused on building building some non-coastal sort of um presence right and i like okay let me just back up here to this this sort of like deep geography wherein the midwest (laughs) and china are the same um it is true though there's really just new york san francisco and then rest of the world right what's the quote it's 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 f scott fitzgerald or whoever i think it was made up who said it but it was america has three cities new york san francisco and new orleans and everywhere else is cleveland <laughs> an 
odd choice for three. I mean, I suppose the thing about San Francisco is it was like never. I'd like to go on record and say San Francisco's never been cool, because even before this thing, it it's still uncool, right? But it was like uncool in this kind of like Boston of the West Coast way, where it's sort of like people sort basically unattractive people who like read the New Yorker and think that they're like you know uh philosoph philosopher kings of the universe um which they are not <laughs> um whereas la we all know is of course the center of, of west coast civilization um what but but i mean it's funny because there's definitely in the stuff that i personally so a little biographical information i am from california i moved to the midwest a couple of years ago now um and Certainly, like, there's a lot of the culture of, I think, Silicon Valley um, that I think is, uh, for me at least, was was kind of new. I, I'm not really part of that. Even, even though I worked at Tuan, I lived in San Francisco for a while. Interacting with those people, by, by people, I mean the San Francisco uh, sort of like uh cultural milieu is that is that bait are you say, when you say san francisco i mean um because I, I i spent time in like proper silicon valley like sunnyvale and yeah, Saratoga, yeah. whatever i mean the whole bay area inclusive of that yeah. okay all right yeah i mean so so there is i know y'all like tangents so i'm gonna give you a tangent in the tangent right there is like there is was a thing that was san francisco culture right which was like almost like shipping there's this kind of like jack san london francisco Jack, well, exactly. And that kind of stuff, which is basically just doesn't even pretend to exist anymore. Right? It's just like a tiny, maybe like little bits of San Francisco. Um, and that basically has all been swallowed up by it becoming basically a bedroom community for Silicon Valley. Um, which, which is happens, insane, right? I mean, like that, that which is, is really un- weird. Unpre- unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. The suburbs colonizing the herbs is like a very odd thing. I, maybe it buses. has happened in the past. I and that's really what it was. It was that yeah. it opened up basically San Francisco to be lived in by people from Palo Alto. Whereas before that wasn't really pop. I mean, you, if you've been there, you know, it's a real pain in the ass if you're trying to commute every day. So in any case, that whole culture, the sort of consumer internet culture that is associated with that and the funding models that make it the way it is are like, were like kind of foreign to me when I moved there because I, Insofar as I have any kind of traditional engineering background, I was involved in, um, uh, like, <laughs> it's funny because there are like lineages, you know, of this stuff. And so when I was in LA, like, it was like much Kung more Fu. like, it's a very you might know, yeah, it's like Kung Fu, um, like Master Ugwe and uh, Master Shifu, which just means Master right. Master, right? Uh, and Master um, Turtle, yeah. And Master Turtle, yeah. Uh, is, is that, is Uwe mean turtle? That's amazing. Yeah. God, I love yes. that. I love the, it's a great movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the, so like the, the lineage of like Southern California engineering is related to the defense industry because there's a huge right. aerospace industry in Southern Lockheed, California. Santa Barbara. Yeah. Lockheed. Every, I mean like literally everybody. For that, a long that time, was, actually, uh, like, it, the film, uh, falling down obviously was related to that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, obviously, 
was 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 about uh, Bill Clinton cutting the funding for the defense yeah. industry and the evisceration of the local economy. But it is true that there was a lot of a lot of the problems in L.A. Um, uh, like basically land use problems come from there having once been a lot of blue collar jobs related to basically assembling airplanes, missiles, you know, you name it. Basically a lot of that stuff was made in the LA area. So a lot of these you know, cities that you've heard of as sort of like um, basically hollowed out, you know, hoods are actually kind of like post-industrial cities. Like a lot of those places were actually did have, there was a car plants, there was all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's interesting. A lot of it's related Pre- to Two presidents have lived in Compton, California. Yeah. Compton, I mean, Compton, I think, I don't know if there was a, there was some car factory there, maybe a Ford factory, but like all these places like Inglewood, Downey, like things that you've heard of from like Dr. Dre, you know, it's like they actually have a long history related to the defense industry and sort of like the car industry. But anyway, so that like the, and then of course the, the kind of like brain trust side of that. And that comes out of World War II. That that comes out of World War II. Yeah. It's part of the boom, the sort of post, post war boom. And so the the engineering culture of Southern California is related to that, JPL, Caltech, these sorts of things. And so like the guy, the engineers that I worked with like built satellites and shit, and they were old. That's the thing. All the engineers I worked with before I moved, worked at Tom were like in their late fifties, and just like dudes, bros who like wrote COBOL and like were making satellites, right? So like the the sort of Silicon Valley culture is quite different from that if not just most obviously because it's not based on vc and it's not based on consumer facing shit basically um and so it was interesting to see like when i moved from southern california up north to see kind of like oh my these people are have a whole different way of looking at this just for people who can't um, which i think can't is, see is what wrong. you're doing andy's i mean uh, anthony's moving his hand like he's pro- circling the world yes yeah, right exactly i'm circling the world and i'm going up up yeah. the anus you no know, i think i think <laughs> he's like covering the yeah not inland empire i don't know whatever they call those things yeah but the, the five yeah, i'm having my yeah. hand is going up to five if, yeah. if you know about california yeah I mean, it's because <laughs> like because boston was sort of the same way i mean you know after obviously it had been like uh bigger for a lot longer than los angeles but like the um like general electric just kind of owning the place a lot of the like places yeah. like lynn or whatever that are like complete shitholes um yeah. but they had major general electric presence or raytheon or whatever yeah um that that came out of that and came out of mit and everything and um you know i think stanford saw saw that and that it, you know it sort of been a um really a regional place but like they wanted to really bank it on the Cold War and everything like the their East Coast cousins had in yeah. um, World War II. And so um when yeah, I think you're that, right. Yeah. I mean there's definitely like a lot more of like a lineage between I mean right because Shockley Shockley, is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy yeah. <clears throat> like those guys moved from Bell Lab. Right? So there was like a lot more <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I can't keep track. Oh <laughs> um, I think though that the um the lineage between like that sort of like um, Bell Labs thing and then, of course, Stanford is very strong. And that's why Silicon Valley is Silicon right, Valley, yeah. right? Um, but 
that was i mean it's just interesting though because like they originally were doing real shit right they were right, it's nothing to do with silicon, silicon now i mean like they probably couldn't even tell you what silicon is used for these like no, javascript no. monkeys no they have no idea no it's crazy i mean it's and and so it's interesting what's though, a nano like, what's what? a nanometer <laughs> well i i i great god i i saw some statement somewhere where it's like every it, like if you think about the huge advances in actual computing, right, like processors and shit, has been totally swallowed up by the sh- increasing shittiness of software, right? So it's like you could basically go as fast in this like supercharged engine as you could go on a horse, right? But you're just like you're just you're writing shittier and shittier software to consume. All this active well, this compute, is, you know, you know, because the, the guys that you were feet. working with, yeah, I mean, you you were working with guys who did COBOL or whatever, and people who are building today, even their talent, like there's no concept of memory management or any kind no. of discipline, right? I mean, you just have, no, no. yeah, this like nuclear weapon in front of you, and just that's like, really what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and use it to write dicta gaps, you know, that's like that's right, really what right. it comes down to, and I think it's amazing, like. Give so me, when people I'll give you all the money you want. <laughs> exactly. Here. So I, I think so I think hear... chat roulette. I think chat roulette did not like <laughs> was not a unicorn though. Like to the it was not. It was not. Yeah. It should have been. I mean, if it if it was started now, I actually think that they could probably raise the shit. If they had a token, right? If there was a if there was a token component to chat roulette and they launched right now, a hundred billion dollars. Easy. If they um, did they did they did so that, there'd just be here. yet another NFT of my penis though. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, there can't be yet another NFT. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's how it works, dude. Um, you just screenshot it. Sorry. Put it on the, put it on Ethereum. Put the fun in non um, um, Well, what's interesting, okay, so, so here's my theory. I, I always have fresh theories for these pods. I'm I gonna, love the theories. I'm going to lay it on you. It's about this. It's related to this, though. Um, so this sort of talking point amongst the the VC sort of Sand Hill crowd. Sand Hill, by the way, for those of you at home. That's where the or, douchiest VCs are, right? <laughs> there is a no, center of really nice. it is really the nice. douche yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, but basically Sand Hill is the road that a lot of VC firms are on. So when you talk about Sand Hill, you're talking about like basically big VC thinking. Um, and and their boosters is like this sort of software is eating the world inevitability of software eating the world right this is like and i think it's hilarious when people are like this is a law i think that's not what a law means like a, a platitude on twitter is not a fucking law nor is a slogan of a vc firm and so but the idea is that this is like it's inevitable that software they like to say disintermediate, but what they really mean is reintermediate all existing companies, right? So it's like back in the day, you used to have peer-to-peer getting laid, which was just going out and trying to get laid. And now you have Tinder, which is now you have the Tinder corp intermediating all people getting laid, right? Uber, whatever. So like they didn't disintermediate anything. They just reintermediated. But they, they basically say that this has to do with the um, inherent superiority of the software solution. I mean, that's like the whole thesis of all this shit, right? But the thing is, is like, I think that gets the cart before the horse, actually, because the only reason that these things exist as software reintermediations 
is because they can afford to lose money and undercut their existing incumbent competitors, right? So it's like Amazon, just their business genius is just losing a shitload of money. And they're only able to do that because of a financial, a financial system that is, thinks that's a good idea. Right. Well, I think, yeah, in in that case, they also lucked into becoming a quasi monopolist in all data infrastructure. Yes. And that was, in fact, luck. I mean, that, right. That was not part of. So I think, though, um, sorry, pivot. It was a pivot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Pivoting to dick NFTs. Now, um, I think that the. so, Bezos so, will do that. I mean, like he, you know, he's I, just no, he like oh, he's already one treatment away from doing. <laughs> um, I mean, that's on the whiteboard, dude. You think you think that there is not? Yeah, exactly. Intimate NFTs. That's which, actually a better. Which blockchain right? is, um, is it going to be? BSV. It has. It has to be Solana. It has to be Solana. <laughs> I actually don't even know. Um, but no, I meant for the I, dick I NFTs. The, like, yeah, I actually don't know. I mean, I, I, I wish I was versed enough to even make a joke. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I couldn't even, I don't even know enough names. I only, of different I only trust my intimate, my intimate crotch pictures to, uh, Satoshi himself, Craig Wright. I think, and I think, and his vision. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, uh, but, but, but I, anyway, so I guess what I mean is like, I think that the financial system created most software, right? It's like, it doesn't actually need to exist. The, the whole cheap money and the ability to basically fund companies to undercut their competitors, that's just a matter of there being free money. That doesn't have to do with software. It's like if I start a business, that if I start a restaurant where the food's free indefinitely, I will put my competitors out of business. Does that mean I'm a fucking business genius? No, it means I have more money. And so this is why I think like most of this, there's a lot about this model that currently exists that is like, only suited to a very particular kind of like financial situation that pertains right now. You know, it's like very house of cardsy. And I think that when that shifts, I think we all sort of know it's going to shift because that's like, we all wouldn't be on urban if we didn't think things were changing. It's like when that shifts, it's not going to work anymore, right? If there's not infinite free money, how are you going to undercut all your competitors, right? How are you going to just basically have burn rates that are just these insane years, right? Where you can not make money. It doesn't make any sense. And so I kind of think that just to bring it full circle and to let you know, Andy, that I do actually listen to your question. Uh, what is the combine trying to do is trying to like help think about what's going to be, how are we going to fund companies? How are we going to make companies? How are we going to make organizations on Urbit that kind of like survive that shift? Because I think a lot of this stuff actually isn't going to survive. These models are not going to survive. If you, if you have this sort of like shitbird company that doesn't make any money and you're, you're sort of relying on capital infusions periodically from these people, it's like what happens when they have no capital to infuse? You're just going to wither away, right? And so it's sort of like in some ways, who's like, oh, how are we going to make the Urbit business model as attractive as the VC business model? Well, VC business model is basically fake, you know? And so it's sort of like, which one would you rather bet on? That's my perspective. So there's also, of course, some like, you know, just ressentiment, non-coastal ressentiment, which I totally, uh, totally cop to. But, but, uh, anyway, that's, that's sort of like a long way of answering your question. What was the question? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, well, what's the what's the combine? 
what what is it that you're doing here? Yeah. Um, what what so do you, you do? You basically, yeah. you basically. I mean, you you took your stuff, you, you grabbed your toys, and said, you know what? I've had it with the Bay Area, and you you coastal types. I'm I headed fled. to. And did you throw a dart at the map, or how did you end up kind of where? Where you are, wherever that is, in Lawrence. Yeah, well, okay. So I'm in Lawrence, Lawrence deep blue. I'm in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Lawrence, Kansas is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Rock chalk. So it's funny because we we're in California, and California was exploding at the time. We talked about leaving for a long time, leaving the Bay Area for a long time, but it was when it actively started to, you know, explode. Where it was like, somewhat, you know, like COVID. Someone burned out a Trader Joe's. You're like, okay, they're burning out the Trader Joe's. Like, we just got to fuck it. Well, there's no hope. Um, and so we were looking at leaving. And one of our options was, you know, it's funny because I don't know if you guys have ever been Californians in your lives. But it's like our horizons are so limited. Like the, the mind shackles of being California are so tight that all you can think of at first are like other places in California. You know what I mean? Fuck, fuck, fuck San Francisco. We're going to move to like Petaluma. Redding. You know, or we're going to move to like Ventura or Redding. You know, it's like, cause you, you're just like, you're so hemmed in, you know. Uh, but my wife is from Kansas and, uh, I have, my mom is from, uh, Gladstone, Missouri, which is kind of close to, to Kansas City. And so, you know, but we're also just realistic. It's like, I need access to pour over coffee and I need access to Ruth Bader Ginsburg enamel pins to put on my, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, canvas book bag. So it's like, I need to live in a college town. And so my options were Lawrence, but Lawrence is, dude, Lawrence is awesome. Like the, the Med Midwest is awesome. I'm very happy to be here. And it's funny because now that like, I mean, Austin, the California of Texas has become like the center of gravity for so much stuff. Why do you, actually guys, why really do you guys keep convenient. metastasizing and fucking up all these new places? <laughs> uh, it's what we do. It's like, it's why the Chinese resisted us in the war of whatever they call the uh, Korean War. We can't stop ourselves, dude. But Austin, so so Austin, yeah, I mean, like that, that is a choice that many make. But I think that, I mean, obviously you, you chose something else. You know Austin well, right? I used to live in Austin, actually. So I've, I've already yeah. done my, like, fuck California moving to Austin. I did that already. So I'm like... Fuck Austin, I'm moving to take Kansas, and I'm assuming some people from Austin. I'm just a little bit at, slightly ahead of the curve. <laughs> so I'm like, is Austin somebody, really like people are know, thinking about moving? Are are they just replicating the pathologies that they've fled, or what? What's the deal? I mean, well, I don't. There's two ways happening because yeah, yeah. There's two ways to see this, right? I mean, so in I think there's actually some like good stuff happening in Austin, and I'm like, it honestly. My situation is different. Like you guys have to have families. Like it's just a different scene. Like Austin is a right. great place to live. If you're like a young, single Bitcoin personality. Yeah. Just fuck it. Or that's, 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 uh, San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio. But, yeah. 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 Uh, but San Antonio is also very lame, but very cool in like its own way. Um, uh, the river walk, but it, dude, it's great. It's like, if you just want to get family like, is all sunburned and shit faced. Yeah. Oh, dude, fuck yeah. If you guys want to get sunburned and shit faced and like, you know, like walk around with like a hurricane and awesome sweat, just so much sweat. Um, but, uh, 
But yeah, Austin is like if I was if I was a Bitcoin podcaster, that I would I would move to Austin, you know. But it's not if you have a family, I just I I wouldn't move there just because it's just like it's like congested and there's too many people there for how big of a city it is. Just kind of like inflamed is what I sort of think about it as. But a lot of the people, I think there's like that this first wave of people fleeing the coasts. It's actually like has a big selection function because like they're usually fleeing because they're like, oh, this doesn't work. I'm leaving. So like actually, there you see a lot of people move and like try to prove their creds to the local Texans. You know, it's like, howdy y'all, should we go? You know, it's, it's, which is kind of embarrassing to watch, but it's like th- there is that. So it's not just like your average, you know. um Biden Harris librarian chick that's moving to, to Austin from so there's a little bit of that so we'll see what happens I mean I, I'm assuming they'll come eventually once things like really actually become unlivable there'll be more like this the this populations will be different yeah I don't know I mean like um I mean California to me is it is uh, aesthetically a treasure right I mean it's just it, it's oh it's an awesome place right um and I've has yeah I I don't know I mean but it 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 is a mess for reasons. I mean, that listen, I'm from California, into. like yeah. generationally from California. I would love to have lived my entire life in California, where I grew up, you know, the, the neighborhood I'm from. But it's just not realistic, you know. And at some point, you just got to be realistic. You, you, you can't just you know hope. And so. Yeah. That's a, so you're that's so so there. you're in a town though. I mean, you can so you can go to the Words of Wiccan Wisdom bookstore and have your. <laughs> I, I go to that bookstore. Yeah. Ethiopian like pour over a coffee and hoon. You you can go exactly like, sit there and I can hoon however however I want to. It's also awesome I because I live by the university. You know, so I live like I can go to like a university tier book uh, library, which is awesome because I'm always researching obscure things um so it's nice i could just go to the ku uh, library the gym's right here i mean it's a great town it takes 15 minutes to drive across the entire thing but like it's got two big music venues that like every kind of like indie-ish type band will come through here so i mean best record store i've ever been to honestly love garden record lawrence kansas how receptive are, are we getting? Are we getting a the Are we message? getting a sponsorship or something? I'm on the street. <laughs> you should, dude. Definitely should. I would fucking yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I'll rep Lawrence. I love Lawrence. Like I I'll, I'll. What were you gonna say though, Andy? No, how, I, how receptive are people to Urbit when you come and talk to them at the coffee shop and everything? <laughs> um, I think in general. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lowering my mask. Like, Hi, I, no, I, I saw you on a I saw you on a MacBook. I thought maybe you'd like to check out this urban thing. Have you heard of? <laughs> I mean, let me tell you about Neo Reaction. <laughs> a pamphlet. Um, you should no. Google I mean, for you the most Google part, the uh, people. I mean, it's actually that's a really interesting. Cause I I'm here in the middle of the nation. I have my finger on the pulse. You know, I'm like I'm I'm hooked in. So it's like I, I and I, the people I interact with are hilarious, right? Because I like um, I I am, in fact, something of a, a bohemian, you know, so it's like I do go to the words of Wiccan wisdom. Like I, I actually interact with with Wiccans. I, I'm like, you know, I go to the herb shop and shit like that. And so I talk to a lot of people and I also am a member of the country club, of course. 
so I'm like also talking to like just sort of like boomers who wear Apple watches. Do you and, do you go in that Canadian tuxedo that you're wearing right now? <laughs> I mean, if you can't go to the country club wearing just like whatever you want, like you're not as you know that's you're like not as rich as yeah, like, like I exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's like, uh, it's, but I do talk to a lot of people about just sort of general, like, I don't usually hit them with the, hit them with the Urbit Im- immediately, but we, I mean, just, it's just crazy. What's the, the gateway you ease in um, with Neo reaction? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you an open-minded? Um, Google? Take that out. Take that out. Yeah. Take that out. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think. What I le- I mean, now it's just like everyone wants to talk to you about like crypto in general. You know, uh-huh. you someone's like, "What do you do?" I was like, "Ah, uh, you know." I usually try to like put people off. I'm like, uh, "Internet shit, don't worry about." It. You know, I'm like, "I don't want to talk about the internet." In accountant, life, accountant does that, by the way. <laughs> Was that accountant? Like if you I'll actually don't people? want to talk to people, just say accountant. Yeah. But, I mean, but usually my wife has also mentioned something, and, she, okay. and like, or she'll like try to explain it, and then she's like, "Anthony, explain it." So I'm like, you know. But, um, so I end up talking to people in general, but like the average boomer knows about, right? Like at this point they can say, what is Bitcoin? What is Ethereum? Which is crazy. What is DeFi? I mean, like I have people asking about this stuff. It's like, it's like being a plumber. (laughs) People ask you crazy shit. And so it's sort of like, I get like in these conversations and then I'll explain to them more about Urbit. Cause I'm like, what's interesting is that when Urbit started, an Urbit ID is an NFT. It has always been an NFT. We use the ERC 721 spec before it was cool. But like, you'd be like, oh, an Urbit ID, it's like an NFT. You're like, what the, dude, <laughs> are you having a stroke? Like, what the fuck does that mean? So you're gonna you know? And now, <laughs> and that, but but now it's like people do. But we don't, we don't have like, Jimmy Fallon talking about it with Paris Hilton or whoever. But dude, they, yeah. he, I'm like, yeah. dude, I mean, you could, you could be like, oh, you know that you can own this, like, essentially trading card of Paris Hilton. You could own that same thing, but it can be right. your Twitter handle. Your, I mean, it's just like, it's really, really, this goes back to one of my main theses, which is like, the world is coming to Urbit. Like, they are developing the skills to understand Urbit. It's being, the earth is being terraformed. Uh, the redundant, but you know what I mean? To, to, to make it so that we can emerge into the, into the world stage. And so, which is just an insane thing to observe in real time. So it's like, I can have a discussion with a Kansas boomer now that I couldn't have had five years ago and not for some like dumb political free speech, like no one gives a shit. Right. It's like, but for some like technical reason and they're like, Oh yeah, I understand. Like, Oh, I'm like, well, what if you owned your, you know, your Facebook handle, like you owned, this Paris Hilton trading card. It's like, it's an insane analogy, but they understand it, you know? And that's, I think, pretty interesting. It's been great for me. Yeah. Are there, so, so uh, Combine, is it just you? It's just me and a, a team of scantily clad, mostly Israeli assistants. Um, nice. No, it's just me. <laughs> uh, that was, a, that was a, that was a Gaddafi reference. But um, I think, uh, yeah. I, uh, his were Libyan. Were they? I thought that he has Israeli. No, he would never like women with submachine guns. No, not a, I don't he know. was not a huge fan of the state of Israel. You might <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I think him. I remember. But the, I, I thought uh, it was a no. Flag. I think I, I think they were. I think I, no. I I think they were. I sort, captured I think these. They were native Israeli war. I think they were native Libyan Amazons. Um, wow. 
maybe maybe from other parts of Africa. I think and so. I think like that's Pan African. Yes, I think I'm it was. Pan African. Not even joking. I think I think it was a Pan African lady force. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ha- actually have all the NFTs. So uh, I mean, it, all right. You heard it here first, people. If so, if no one has made an NFT of set, whatever they're called, series collection of Qaddafi's <laughs> beautiful woman defense yeah, force, <laughs> someone do that. And airdrop me or whatever the fuck it's called. But no, no, the combine is is just me. So what is the combine? I'm su- I'm assuming that you guys actually want to know what the combine is. So the combine is uh, thirty eight minutes. Basically, <laughs> we got a lot of angry angry birds to talk about, dude. <laughs> um, Kung Fu Panda. Um, uh, combine is basically a. My job is to make it so that people can make a living, can live on urban. It's kind of the way I think about this, right? And what that means pragmatically is that organizations, teams of people can start projects, work on Urbit full time. And so a lot of it is just supporting organizations. And that means a lot of times, you know, are going to be just sort of businesses, corporations, whatever. Sometimes it's going to be dance troops. Sometimes it's going to be DAO, whatever. There's just so many ways that people can coordinate now. So it's like, I don't want to don't want to say like just starting companies, but companies are probably going to have been a big part here. Um, and so that looks like essentially we do have, we do invest, do basically seed investing for companies. We also connect companies that are at different stages to other people in the community that have like our galaxy owners or otherwise invested in the network that are interested in funding companies and, and organizations. And then, so I do that, I connect them to the funders. And then I also, you know, everyone's needs are slightly different. So sometimes people need uh, engineering talent. Sometimes people need designers. Some people need blah, blah. Uh, so I find people on the network, usually people of in the in the family, as it is, in the Urbit family, to help people out. So I, I do a lot of connecting people like, oh, you've got a product idea. This is a guy that just came out of Hoon School. Or I know people that have just came out of the grants program. And so that allows me to kind of like connect everybody and make sure that these organizations get started and are healthy. And the idea, right, is that you don't have a normal job. You know, Urban isn't a part-time hobby where you like go and, you know, hide from your wife and Urban under the stairs. It's like, no, it's like, mm-hmm. this is what you should do. It's like, because I, I mean, just personally, I've been working on Urban as my main work thing for like, probably five or six years. And that's awesome. Like that's to me, I, that's a great thing. I, and I, I think that I've ripped, I've reaped a lot of benefits from it, both in terms of just like, it's cool to work on something all the time that you care about. Right. It's just like you, you forget that how great it can be. Um, and so I want that for other people. And I want that for people who are, you know, who are, who are young, right? Who, who are just starting their jobs and their, their careers. And I'm like, I look at these poor guys having to like, just be basically a wage slave for crap. that doesn't matter. It's just like, we should be able to avoid that. So that, that's they, kind of what I do. I'm a liberator. I'm a liberator. Like Gaddafi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are things still, that's a callback uh, fellas. That's what that's called. Um, are are things still um, 
constrained enough, or I don't know how to what what is the right word. You're you're a man of letters. I'm not. But the um, do you still feel like you have the whole picture of everybody that's doing something in the ecosystem? Just barely. Yeah. Just barely. I basically feel like I hear about things later and later than I used to. So because like I, I used to be like, so hey, I'm thinking about this. Like I hear about it at the hey, I'm thinking about it stage. And now I hear about it like, oh hey, I made this thing, here's a video of it stage, you know, which is better. Right? And I, I feel like I'm sort of just just able to stay in the loop. Um but it's definitely but I, I honestly still get a lot of just people reaching out to me that I've never heard of, which is like also, I think it's hard to explain to people. I'm like, dude, I used to be on this network where it's like me, Joe, Master Morzad, you know, like three other dudes, you know, Ted. It was like us. It was just like where we would hang out. And so it's like, it's just crazy to me to see it, you know, just Waiting like, oh, there's people I don't even split, fucking know. Yeah. yeah. It's just an amazing, I mean, I'm so proud. It's, it's like, it sounds lame, but I am proud because it's like this shit used to not be real. You know, it's like now are, it are is you real. still in <laughs> are you still in urbic community? No. I can't. Okay. We get I just don't have a, you can't. I'm just like I have too much shit going on. No, just gotta make there's just so much stuff I need to keep track of. I just can't do it. I, I thought you were like you were the comet that got banned or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, no. I, I adhere strictly to the no alts. No alts. I'm just like Yeah. Once you start doing that, who knows? You don't know where pole deck is. I don't want that. A real question then, do you have any sense of how big the network is? Even No. Not, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, tens, ten, ten, tens of thousands, you know, around there. I would, I would be surprised. You think there's 100,000 people in the network? No. But I mean, like I would, I would 30,000 oh, wouldn't okay. surprise right. me. Sorry. Yeah, it's really hard to say. I, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's also like, and I think that just so everyone knows, like, we're not just being cute because it's actually hard to track right, right, right. where apart from booting a ship, it's actually really hard to tell. Um, so I know, I mean, we can look up how many ships have been booted, yeah, but we can't really like metric really. And, and so, yeah. And so it's sort of like in terms of active users, I don't know. I, I think if you said 10,000, try and take that, that to Sand Hill using. road. Exactly. But I'm like, who right. are those 10,000 people? I said, I have to think is like, most of your people on any of these these SaaS platforms are oh, it's, it's your cat it's your cat they're fake whatever yeah. yeah yeah and I also I've I've said this before that you Russian have bots to, uh, just the day I said you know you have you have to measure Urbit users by weight rather than number which is to say that one Urbit user is <laughs> the obesest yeah, <laughs> right right uh, well not called planets cranial, for nothing cranial weight cranial weight <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but I think you're right. Influence, value. influences, or just like yeah, 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 quality. I mean, the thing is, like, the quality of a social network can only decline. You know, right? And and that's why we're here, bad, baby. <laughs> to, to drive that quality down. You know, I think no, that's the the. Uh, I'm driving. I'm, I mean, I'm driving like, Urbit right into the ground. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm from Hacker News. Like I've. I've said a few times. I'm embedded. No, Lord willing. Oh my God, that would be the longest con, like the longest. 
undercover. Or it it's like discipline. Uh, yeah, yeah, like fucking uh, uh, training day, but for Urbit, you were just can you in here can you imagine like, if I was a lunatic leftist from from Hacker News, the kind of shit I'd have to go through before they let me on the Urban Network? You know? I yeah, yeah, I just amazing. I I won't. I wouldn't even give them like the dignity of calling them leftist, right? I mean, like they. Yeah, they that's not even like, that's that, like, okay. <laughs> These I will take like Lenin. Gram- I mean, like I would, yeah, yeah, exactly. Lenin and I could have a drink. Uh, the average hacker newser is like, you would you? You know, Stalin actually. Have you ever read Stalin's uh, uh, essay on linguistics? Not yet. It's tell, tell it's us. It's actually dude. Stalin. Dude, dude, okay. Just so everyone knows that I go to bat for all. Uh, ecumenical in my going to bat for unpopular people. It's like a uh, Stalin. Here's the thing about Stalin. Stalin was actually a huge, had a huge brain and was also a very, uh, uh, I think fetching man. He was, was good young. looking. Um, no doubt about that. But we've seen but he had this, you see, but the thing is that I, he has this essay about linguistics or, or I'm not sure if I'd say linguistics or yeah, linguistics. Um, that's basically about the the pros and cons about manipulating language for purposes of the revolution. Um, and he and he basically sides on the fact that like no, it actually falls outside of the means of production and is thus cannot be you know it's sort of like not covered by dialectical materialism. But it's like it's like you know it's a high effort thing and it's very well considered. And you're like you're really like oh yeah this is you know this guy was a thought well, most was most of the time like going back to the the war against japan like the re- war to resist japan which is as world war ii is called in china that's such a, the, um, i love these names it's like the war of southern aggression or whatever they call the, or but Northern. The, you know so, right. so so the communists Sorry. the communists spent their time mostly holed up in northwest china outside of xian and um, in a town called Yan'an, and um, Mao spent quite a bit of time there giving lectures on on, but giving giving uh, lectures on literature, um, and it, yeah. it in, includes some of some of these different things. And it's you know um, Churchill on the on uh, this I guess the same side as uh, uh, both Stalin and Mao in that war. He he won his Nobel Prize in literature and was was another. Huh? great mind and and you don't have these sorts of people today as statesmen oh, or no. thinking about no. language and, and and that's the thing um, I, or anything really as far as I'm concerned I mean it's one of those things where it's like the quality of the people that were contending in these past conflicts on all sides right I mean I, I'm not like I just think it's just you don't even see that kind of stuff it's just like the average and I, and I don't really actually well, know. It's not, not even like they're doing something else, right? I mean, like you don't even think of <laughs> um, like a Jeff Bezos or something. It's not like, oh, you know, if, if he had been the statesman, you know, or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know. We, we just, I guess we deserve who we've gotten. Oh, no, absolutely. As, absolutely. The, I think the, the uh, honor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the sort of the cycle of civilization that we're in, it's like, you know. It's called Kali I think that's what that's what Joe Rogan called it, according to Joe Rogan, um, the esoteric Joe Roganist. Um, Jamie, but I think it's like. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because you're just like the the 
I mean, you guys are, are of course, uh, at least amateur sinologists um, or maybe professional sinologists. You know, it's like you just look at like how much time and energy has been spent considering how one should rule, you know, like and, and how how to rule, how one should rule, like the like basically just Mir- the pragmatics and like and things, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like an insane amount of thought has gone into this throughout human history. It's like, you might even say that like uh, most of what we consider to be like learned history, right? Like philosophy, history was for this purpose, right? It was like people were reading fucking Thucydides to know how to be a ruler, right? Or to be a, I guess, soldier, whatever, a general. And so, but you just think about like, and we just have had like a generation of people like, no, I'll just, I'll just watch some, watch some master class and uh make it up and read you know maybe read like uh obama's audiobook it's like what the fuck yeah man? i mean like <laughs> you think you know, that mentius what nothing yeah yeah i i yeah or, or watch the west wing right and and that, I, I mean think that's that ultimately we, what we, it is we, we yeah. may we may in 40 years as old men look back and say man wasn't it great when people would at least kind of have watched the west wing to have an idea of how they should make decisions <laughs> the grand old as it was like a tiktok a tiktok of right. someone singing an auto tune with face tattoos to, like that was that's the mentiest of our time no it's gonna be, it's, I, it's I gonna be so. uh hamilton the musical is gonna be like the the official history taught <laughs> I mean, it basically is. I, it's just an amazing, it's, just, it's amazing. I have to think as I get older, I'm just like, it's amazing how, and I, and I'm like, I think I, I want to express that I've, I'm not like that learned considering how much fucking school I've been to. You know, it's like, I've been in, I, I went to a lot of school and I'm sort of like, I think what a 12 year old in Prussia, you know, would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, I don't, that's what I think of. Like, I'm just like sort of just enough to be like, Oh, you know, this ain't it guys. You know, that's the only thing I, but I'm sort of like, I just think it just like the, the, the lack of, I think just seriousness with which people approach leadership, rulership, which is really what a governing body does, right? They, they rule. And so it's like, it's just amazing. People just like seem to be just totally phoning it in and, well, and in the process just like blowing so countries up and shit. yeah i mean like the most topical thing is um you know there is a uh, a proposal to ban members of congress from in trading on information that they are kind of aware of in the course How of dare the business, right so <laughs> it's um you know because they they can know like oh this company is like under some investigation whatever it is you know and so you know, they could just put their money in blind trusts and just do it. I mean, that's what I, I have to do for my job. But the um, and then Nancy Pelosi, who infamously has made all of this money over the course of her career, is like, I, she'll support it so long as judges are included, too. And that, of course, like kills the whole thing. You know, it just makes it yeah. a joke, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, the average age of the like people who are in charge in the U.S. now is like. 80 something um you yeah. know but then you know britain has had gen x in power and they're not that much better so i don't know what to say no no, no. I mean, it's gonna get worse i mean, I, I see no 
I see no reason why it would get better. Yeah, zoomers itself, are right? not going to come up like, yeah, no zoomers. <laughs> say, like, you know, I, I read Metternich and exactly. like, I, I know like what I'm doing. I've considered this. Yeah. I I, I just think it's like the, because the guy who could talk, do that, there are people like that, but you're just sort of like eight layers. They're on Urbit. They're on Urbit. That's the right. Thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, they're and so, Earth. like, they're they're here, you know, and they're not a neat, probably, but they're just like um, not doing maybe what they should. And yeah, Urbit, I think, can unlock some of this potential. This is what, and this is why I'm like, dude, this is like, you know, getting these guys, getting, I mean, and girls, okay. First of all, I'm no down. No, I'll fund anyone. Um, it's just like, it's actually, I think, really important that people not just get lost in this sea of garbage. And I think that's like the biggest danger in a lot of ways that people, I, I mean, and I think it's like, it's weird that it is a countercultural thing in this day and age to like, look at the past and understand the depth of what has happened. Right. And just like, just, like, I don't know, just be a deep thinker. I don't know how about else to put it. Like, that's like a weird, maybe it's always been a weird thing. I don't know, but it's certainly not like prized. And I think Urbit, you can say a lot about Urbit, but people on Urbit, I think are generally deep thinkers, right? And they might describe themselves using all kinds of other adjectives, but I think people are deep thinkers. And I think that like giving people the ability to invest in that, you know, and just like, even just their time, right? Just be like, I'm building this community of people. And I'm staying connected to these people. That's how they can have like widespread repercussions, I think, because it's just like that things being valued by your peers is much more valuable than money, anything like that, right? If you're like, I have all these bros and they all think it's rad that I have this deep thought about Xenophon. It's like, that's worth all the crypto shit, all the money, real money, fake money doesn't matter. Right. Because like having a group of peers that value the same thing is, I think, really actually the important thing. Um, and clearly our society at large is not going to even socially reward these things. And so if we can be like Urbit's a place where you can actually have a deep thought and communicate it to people, you know, that's like that's worth a lot. And of course, I'd also like to be able to do all kinds of, you know, crypto degen space age shit as well. But just I think about this from like an organization building standpoint, I'd love it if that was, a, a, you know, the kind of the kind of thing that the combine could support doing is building those kinds of organizations. How did you develop this uh, idea with other people who were like, here, uh, Anthony, you can have you can have this address space to to give away and you can fund things like. Andy's, you know, dance hour, which all the boys love. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually not that esoteric. I work for the foundation. Foundation has budget earmarked for development of basically the the ecosystem, the universe. And so the good thing, right, is that it's like, Here's the analogy I use. If if I'm at some VC firm and I fund some app uh, that's, you know, a marketplace for dog walkers 
and my marketplace for dog walkers fails, I get zero dollars, right? Like I, it was just a fucking loss. I just lost a whole bunch of money. But the thing is, is like, that wouldn't be true if I owned shares in the internet. Does that make sense? Like if you own shares in the internet, then you'd be actually have the incentive to fund all kinds of shit that may not at first blush look like it's going to make money on its own because it'll make the internet more valuable. Does that make sense? Yeah, to me. I gotta I have to sell this to my mom though, you know? Oh, okay. But so I'm like, I'm like, Urban, so the foundation is in the position where like we want the ad we want the address space to go up in right. value, right? Yeah. That's just a pragmatic thing because then we can fund more stuff. Like everybody wins if the address space is worth more. And so we can do things that we think are going to have a direct and indirect effect on the price of address space without having to justify it purely based on the return of that company. And so, and that's what, so it's like if, if, if Andy's dance hour gets people on the network, then that's a win, right? Uh, even if Andy's it dance will. hour is sort of like, ah, you know, their burn rate is bad or whatever. So, so it's like, that's kind of our, our incentives are slightly different. And so I think that I, and I happen to think that my somewhat probably overly galaxy brain thinking about how to make successful organizations will actually be better for the organizations that are, it's like, it'll have pragmatic benefits. It's not just because I think it's like a cool thing to say. Like, I think this is just how organizations, real organizations have been throughout history that aren't like fake, you know, you know, uh, fiat, froth money consuming fucking, you know, uh, glamour projects, which is what most software projects are, in my opinion. And so, yeah, so I think we, we, the foundation has the freedom to sort of like try that avenue out. Now, who knows? I'm part of the foundation. I can get fired, right? So the foundation says, Anthony, you're full of shit. Then I'll just go back to my mountain hermitage and just, you know, do whatever I do. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's 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 easy to like look back at some of the earlier um like hackathon projects or whatever that got some pretty hefty address space um and could say, Well, oh, come on, how did that but these are people that were learn doing stuff in Hoon way before anybody else was, right? I mean like the yeah. and, the gal guide and whatever like didn't exist they were doing it um and that was me man <laughs> yeah, me and joe it's like joe and i got you know address space grants of like you know i think 16 stars it's like at now is like that's actually a pretty decent amount of money you know for doing things that were just like almost trivial by but like you got to remember that we did all that stuff when there was no when it was like basically an obstacle course to get through. And then also we have devoted our lives to urban. <laughs> so it's like, what's the return on that kind of stuff? It's, it's like a hard to assess right there. So how I much think there's is long-term benefits. How much sure. is even stuff that seems kind of wacky worth? How much is this man's life worth? Priceless. Well, apparently there's a, there's a wrapped star number that I can put on it. That is, true. that is true. What does Uniswap say? Uniswap will tell us. How much slippage? Yeah. <laughs> what is, is that espresso? No, this is a... He's a hippie, man. It's got to be tea. It's going to be some kind of it's China. Like a tea. Yeah, it's a tea set. Set. Yep. Yeah. It's tea, dude. 
I'm drinking tea. Yeah. Josh Liebman got me into this fucking. Tea. He got me. Do, into, is is tea. his tea group? Is his tea group still active? It's not as active, but there are some good resources on there. So, um, the uh, so and did he teach you? Like, do you do a, a full tea ceremony? Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> modified little home one. Modified. <laughs> It's just, just modified uh, meaning no. Okay. And Anthony and Josh <laughs> slow, like, like you know, like the Japanese very delicately pouring. Yeah, a little geisha that walking around in kimonos. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, although, although when I was in Austin uh, recently, they have a tea house there that's just like a very. It's like the worst location. It's like the most un tea house location. It's like basically on a freeway, a strip mall. Um, but like inside, it's just like vi- a vibe, you know. And uh, that's where I did a whole bunch of my meetings. I, I did a I went down for a meetup, and I had to like see a whole bunch of people. But in Austin, everyone's like, "Oh, let's go get shit faced in the middle of the day," and like you know, like right. puke a whole bunch of tacos. I'm like, I, I can't. I'm old, man. I can't do this. So I just Salt sat Lake. in this fucking tea house. <laughs> exactly. Just like how much, how much brisket can you eat? So I um. I just sat in this tea house. It was awesome. Just like sat in a tea house with a view of the freeway. Just saw people. It was awesome. I highly recommend it. West China Tea House, Austin, Texas. Second plug. Oh my God. We're going to be so rich by the time we we'll have thing to is reach over. out to them for some. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. The affiliate marketing that we got going on the stack is really good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, I was Dalton. I'm just going to say their name for no reason. No reason at all. King King. <laughs> Every time I say Dalton, I'm like, that's another house payment. <laughs> I mean, speaking of people who are doing awesome things, yeah. Speaking of groups that are doing awesome things on, on yeah, the internet. Oh, Dalton is. Yeah, sure. I do their little word thing. I do their little, it's good, I was never man. a wordle It's good. Thing. Have you done that well, semantic do distance? Thing. Did you see the semantic distance? Oh, that's one? really good too. Yeah. I, no, Josh, I know you did it. Yeah. This is great. You will like this one. Um, what is it? It's you. You. You just you. You. You put in a word, and it will tell you how semantically close you are. Ah, uh, interesting. To the according to what word. metric? And it's some Google. It's some Google API thing. Uh, no, I, I think no, no, no. I think it's. I don't touch I ro- robot branch. No, I, I think that they have they have a, a linguistic model themselves because it was built. It's by some links, library, but, but it, yes, it is. Some, yeah. some crazy. Uh, well, it was some linguist who hoarded yeah. himself to <laughs> exactly. Google. Everything is Google. Um, but yeah, I would I would do that shit. There was some interesting word like semantic uh, vector modeling things that people have done. I, I will say it was a fun game for sure. Uh, for a word like you know, for a word cell like myself, I actually I'm a word Chad, a word Chad like myself. I have to say, <laughs> I'm a word <laughs> rotator. But I think the universe's I mean, most powerful word rotator. The, the, the wordle, the the wordle port to Urbit is important, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Oh fuck yeah! Is yeah taking. I mean, you know, New York Times stealing Carlos from the New York Sim, Times. Like they cannot leave well enough. Can well they cannot leave well enough alone. Like here's no. some guy in his Williamsburg apartment 
design this app to impress his girlfriend or something, right? <laughs> Isn't this this is the origin story? And yeah. I hope and that because that's the a, lamest thing I've ever heard. It is true. It's this is this is for real. Um, and she actually yeah, I mean, the maybe it's list, not Williamsburg. Maybe it's some other yeah. dumb thing. <laughs> some part of I'm sure he know, called her his partner York, too. But my like, partner. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 it was. It was. Did he really? It was part. I mean, whether uh, I he said it, it or not, that's how it's presented. <laughs> in the media, we're, we're we're not. We're it's not spelled girlfriend, but people. it's pronounced partner. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, but like the. Um, <laughs> so so so. Anyways, so like he did it, and like everyone's kind of having a good time, and then I don't know if it's Will Shorts or whoever does it at New York Times. They just stepped in and like. Took it out. Party's up. Right. <laughs> it was the one pure thing. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, um, listen, I, I, I hate this. And stuff. now it's like, going to be I, every single day. It's going to be pussy hatter. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never found one of those like internet, you know, outside of like meme, memeing on 4chan or something like that. I've never found like one of those, uh, internet sensational sort of like, um, viral things that I felt good about. But Wordle was the one thing that I felt good because that was, the, and they the, took it away from you. Well, the beautiful thing about Wordle was that, like, people like me... Well, no, they have an option to take it away from him in the future at some undetermined date. (laughs) Right, right. right. That's even better. Yeah. There are Wordle futures that are going against me now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the the beautiful thing about uh, Wordle was that, like, a word cell like me, a guy who doesn't program or anything like that uh, and didn't do math, was I, as... As a word cell, I have no way to show people that I'm better than they are, except to do something like take an, <laughs> take an IQ test and join Mensa or something, right? Which is really lame, which is, you know, like yeah. that's why actors join Mensa because they can, you know, prove that they, they actually have, you know, they could have done engineering. They could have, but they're yeah, too pretty, yeah. right? Yeah, I chose not to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with Wordle, there would be like these... Um, a Nobel Prize winning economists who would be putting their Wordle scores on there and I'd be smoking them like every day, you know? It's just the best feeling in the world to like... So this is really this is really about your... My narcissism. <laughs> this is a lot know? of revealing. <laughs> <laughs> my, listen, the whole thing, like the whole... My energy, my arc of life is just... Uh, <laughs> Look at me. Well, I you believe... Isn't, isn't, yeah. Doesn't Ethereum exist because... World of Warcraft nerfed Vitalik's like favorite. <laughs> I think so. I've I heard that. Or something. That's the lore. Is That's that the really what lore. happens? So, I mean, he, yeah. here's the thing. So, like, everything so, is like that. Everything yeah, is like so, that. So, 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 wraps Everything is a pissing just, Yeah. Everything is a pissing Oh, because he got dumped, right? He, he yeah. said that famously on the show. He got dumped and that turned his life around. What is. Yeah. Well, no, but well, he didn't get dumped. He, he had particular. a. I, we don't need to open those scabs. He said it on a podcast, man. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm let's not let's relitigate this poor guy's. He openly misfortune. shared this with with tens I think of he, no, people. No, he dumped her. He said no, 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 no. He said he said he'd had it. He said he'd had it and and left. Yeah, and, but lived with <laughs> he, her. But continued he to live with her. Agent. I, he had agency. <laughs> I hope that Rabsef listens to this. Rabsef, wherever you are, I'm not. I'm not participating in this. I don't want to speculate. Uh, he's. I, good. I think though that like that. What, what I think is interesting about is is that the uh, the Wordle thing, right? Okay, so oh, actually, let me let me just jam my analogy in here. 
yellow mine on the Woods analogy out real quick. It's like basically if someone if you owned stock in the internet, you're like everyone doing Wordle is good for me. Like why why would I want to restrict access to Wordle? Doesn't make sense, right? The more people that do Wordle is good. And so the thing is is like this is why you know Rabsef does this Wordo thing. It's like, oh, well, how's that going to make money? It's like, well, if it gets people interested in the network, if it gets people to say the name Urbit, to have it go into their lives, and that benefits the address space price, just to be crass, right? In which case, we all win. Th- those of us who are. I really enjoy that impression of Andy you just did. Those of us who are, they're going to make it. <laughs> those of us that are going to make That was not an Andy impression. That was just a... I mean... Um, Sounded sounded like generic. Pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> doubter, doubter. <laughs> I don't brook being generic doubter. Yeah, I can trouble with that. By the way, nor yeah. Don't don't ever <laughs> don't brook being. If if you start having genetic or generic impressions, then you end up like Trump, who who had like a generic uh, journalist impression. <laughs> You know when he did? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and then Which it turned out the that correct journal- one. <laughs> that, journal- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that journalist was in a wheelchair or something. Sorry, like dude. <laughs> but it's like, is it? I mean, come on, man. You gotta have a thick skin. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, you gotta have a thick skin. That's a good thing to have a thick skin. And the, Andy the does have thick skin. Like, I mean, if you look at him, he's got yeah, very thick he's skin. A, he's a beautiful Rhino. thick skin. Rhino's the, beautiful. The best, yep. The best skin. Four or five it's, layers. It's taking the seed oils out of your diet. It's like a, yeah. It's like a a, a will that, like, like I, exactly, I probably exactly. have so many seed oils. It, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but China's terrible for I mean, this. By I the way, the, the, oh, China. No, no, no oh, China. Sure. China is why seed oils exist, right? Because the canola, canola yeah. was invented by Canada to sell to China. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it works. Canola is some like weird, weird thing, rapeseed thing, whatever, yeah. from, from Alberta. Bro, right. bro. It's yeah, it's just like the I don't whole need thing. to tell you. I don't need to tell it's you. Industrial, it's industrial waste. I mean, I think it's like it's not like anyone's fault. It's just like if, if someone would pay me for my fucking trash, I'd take their money. And that's what all that stuff is, right? It's just like the leftovers of some other industrial process. So it's just like, I mean, I think that the... But when people know that, you know, it's like, you should know that. You should know that you are eating industrial waste is in all your food. So don't do it. But I don't blame the Chinese. Just, I just want to go ahead right. and say that. Any right. party censors, I'm, I'm, I'm friend. I'm a friend well, of the They're people. another sponsor. So, uh, <laughs> you do. I'm so, now that I'm Kung Fu Panda pilled, I'm just like, maybe, maybe this China, maybe I should like just get, I should like just learn more about China. I don't know. I told Nobody you. Man, I know all there is to know from Kung Fu Panda. You you have this idea that you're gonna you're you're gonna just learn the I Ching or whatever without having to actually. That's all I really you know, care about. Though. Honestly, like contemporary China, I'm like, dude, if we snooze, who fucking cares? But <laughs> but I could be wrong. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I do like pork. The food's great. I mean, except for the whole canola oil thing, but yeah, I mean, the food's fantastic in Sichuan anyway. Well, I mean, you y- y'all were posting pictures of your like Chinese Lunar New Year thing. Yeah. I don't know which one of you guys was. That was, like, that was like, me. Yeah. I, and I would, I would get up. My mother-in-law is sure. an absolutely <laughs> dreadful cook, by the way. Um, I'm going to say that on the podcast because they'll never understand. They can't understand it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's great. Wow. 
in, familial shit talking is taking a whole new <laughs> when there's a language barrier. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they'd listen to it anyway. But even if they did, she wouldn't yeah. understand what I'm saying. So. It's like lack of interest and language barrier. <laughs> like, fuck, there's no way. I send them. I send them some some like you know some videos or something that that like you know the urban media or whatever has made, and yeah. she just sends me a thumb up, thumbs up in the chat like. She's she's Beautiful. concerned that this is going to make money and take care of her daughter and her grandchildren. Just yeah, exactly. I thanks, love it. white pure. son. Pure, exactly. exactly. <laughs> fucking amazing. See, that's great. That's like straightforward. Trying to be supportive, yeah. but anyway, her her cooking is dreadful. Just to get back to the point, um, yeah, and it after looks I, good. it looks good. Well. Posted it, but uh, she yeah. buys cheap food, like you know the cut of the meat. It's important. A yeah. a pork belly should be like I don't know, maybe twenty percent fat on top and eighty percent meat. Hers is all fat. It's just the entire fat portion because it's cheap, and so she makes huiguoro, which Anthony uh, uh, Andy will know is twice twice cooked pork, uh, which is a famous Sichuan dish and should look like a, a lantern when you cook it. The 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 little the slice of belly is supposed to kind of curl up beautifully. Uh, and yeah. hers is just limp white, you know, like imagine a piece of bacon, a, you know, the white piece of a bacon. Steamed, steamed bacon. Steam, yeah. yeah, it looks steamed, not even crispy, just, you know. Well, you're lucky it doesn't ignite probably. But. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she burned the kitchen. She well, burned the kitchen down yesterday. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Li- my left- grandmother friend famously like was like a terrible cook, even by her own admission. And my grandfather was like a cook in the Navy. So it's like, we just ate like Navy, just like pot, you know, like, just like Grom. cigarette butts and fucking shit in the pot. Yeah, it was like, that was like what we ate. But my grandmother would like famously like burn, like she could not not burn toast. Like it was all, and she would, but she would freeze it with those leftovers. So sometimes you'd be eating like reheated frozen toast. So it's just, uh, you know, we all have struggles is what I'm saying, Josh. Yeah, we all we're this is an Urbit podcast, and we we're talking uh, with a really very high in the organization <laughs> member of the Urbit Foundation. This is humanizing, though, dude. This is it is. That's why we do it. You know, it's just we're all over the place. Have you? I mean, have you? Have you had any? Have you had anybody like quit quit a job yet to do Urbit? Um, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, indirectly, yeah. But all the people, meaning that, like I've I've helped fund people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are you, you know, what I mean, that, you know, like, I'm I'm leaving my L five position at Google because I want to who like I believe in Hoon. Yeah, is that like la- layer five? <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I but I I do think that there is an unprecedented amount of people working on this as their main thing. It's actually kind of like crazy. I um I think that the the amount of people that I've seen that are that want to quit their jobs is also very high. Uh, and I, like I said, there's I think there's just like a there's a there's a uh, we're drilling the making the tunnel from both sides of the mountain type thing. Like urban is getting better. It's getting more realistic to see the future of what you can build on urban. It's like and I I keep saying it, it's like people need to understand it was not like this like three years ago. You know, I was like we are really. We are really making a lot of progress in terms of the realism of, I mean, even building something like Wordu, 
is just like what has just been a total, complete, almost incomprehensible ethic um, when I started and now is like a small project. And um, there's that. And then it's just like the, the, the world at large is becoming crazier and more inhospitable to people that I think that like value, I mean, freedom for lack of a better term. And I don't mean that in the kind of like, you know, uh, guns and Bitcoin sense necessarily, but I just mean being able to like, you know, not be yelled at, not be hectored all the time, not be, you know, and be able to work off of that you believe in and have some stake in. And so I think it's just like a, there's a, it's like every time the world gets slightly crazier and worse, it drives people to urban. And so we're always like, is this, you know, world falls apart, you know, you know, we're doing a little wag the dog. You guys seen that movie? Wag the dog. Great yeah, movie. Yeah. It's like, we're going to wag the dog with the Ukraine. It's like, that, is this good for Urban or great for Urban? Right. It's like every time that there's something dumb that happens, it's like, it just, it just makes it so that more people are like, I can't deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to bet my future on this. And it's like a crazy world to think about where people are like, I'd rather stake my future and my family's future on crazy fake internet bucks <laughs> than on the, you know, the sovereign government of the United States of America. But I think that's the world we live in. And I think it's going to become more so. So now's the time. Anthony, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Love talking to you guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more Stack, follow us on Twitter at The Orbis Ledger. That's T-H-E-O-R-B-I-S-L-E-D-G-E-R. Or on our website, orbisledger.news. Remember to give us a five-star rating on the algorithm of your choice. And until next time, keep soldiering on like the slow and steady Wu Gui.